0: All right. Let's see if we got this. Emmanuel, that was so good. (laughs) Go again. Three, two, one, five. Welcome back. You are listening to the Movement for Life podcast, where we talk about ways
1: to stay moving throughout our life. I am Jr. And I am Colby. Welcome
0: Welcome back to the show. We're back. We are. It is a special week for us because we are starting what is known as the CrossFit Open. So, those in the CrossFit realm know exactly what we're talking about. So, today we're going to talk about uh, how we go through the open, why it's special to us, and what we're doing in our gyms to create the buzz around it. But first, before we get started, we always like to start by talking about things that we did, our movement for the past week. So we'll start with you, Colby. What have you done the last week to work out, to move?
1: Yeah. Um, I have actually been doing some repeat workouts from previous open
0: weeks. Getting ready,
1: um, which is always, you know, fun and a little nerve wracking at the same time because you remember specifically how much pain you're in when you do some of these workouts and so you're like wow am i really going to do this again um we so are. that's what i've been i've probably repeated three or four uh previous open workouts in the last uh in the last week or so
0: so you find fun. it when you repeat them you do better um
1: i not always uh, the last three or four that i've uh repeated i've beat just barely. I've repeated some from like 2015, 2016 and from like 2021, uh, 2020. Um, and I've, I've PR'd all of them, which is not, not normal. I don't normally PR all of those workouts. So it was great. Nice. I'm also very
0: sore from it. (laughs) (laughs) I bet. Yeah. That kind of um, forces you to push yourself a little harder than I feel like in a normal class. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Um, I also have been doing the same thing, doing some repeat workouts, been running, still running because we have our marathon coming up. You know, I haven't been doing that. I know. I know you haven't. Um, and I haven't been doing as much because I have been doing the repeat workouts and um, definitely have pulled back in the last couple of days. We are recording this on a Wednesday, the 29th. No, today's the 28th um tomorrow leap day is when this oh, yeah. podcast will be released and we're just kind of gearing our bodies like a little a little deload right now to get ready for the open um but besides i've been doing more crossfit and the running and just really trying to take care of my body but i've been feeling really good about everything so let's hope that i continue to feel this positive through the next 3 weeks you may see my mental state up and down through the week. So everybody pay attention because we will be recording every week in the next three weeks, our normal podcast. I'm sure we'll kind of talk about the open and how we feel, but we also have bonus content where we will be doing six podcasts in the next three weeks versus the three, because on Thursday evenings, we will do a special podcast that breaks down the just released CrossFit open workout we have special guests um friends of ours um also in the CrossFit realm coaches um friends that we have known for a while and they're going to kind of chime in and talk talk to us about the workout and how to attack it yeah
1: it's going to be super fun yeah i'm really excited we've got some really awesome guests coming on and i don't know 90% of that like having somebody that uh you admire and look up to, or is fun to talk to is always awesome to have on the show as yes. well. Um, so what this is kind of, there's like a lot of hype. There's a lot of hype behind the open. Yes. Um. I know we've been talking about it a ton in class, but like in general, what, what is the open and why, why is it relevant? Um, maybe first in the CrossFit space. And then why is it relevant in, the overall fitness space too.
0: Well, I think let's start with why it's relevant in the fitness space because I I okay. like that question. It's it is an opportunity for us to kind of showcase all the things that we do and if you are somebody who loves to work out and you see the people doing the CrossFit competitions online um you're either going to really gravitate and think oh my gosh like they do all like they have a wide range of things that they do and it just looks almost impossible um but i think more than anything it really it it gives everybody an opportunity to just see how fit people can actually be and at all ages and i think that is one of the most amazing things about if you watch the CrossFit open, you can see 20 year olds, but you also see like 50, 60 plus people doing these incredible things that most people would think is impossible at that age. You know, they're doing things that, you know, like, I don't, they would beat me if I was doing a workout against some of these, these, these 55, 60 plus, they're amazing. So I think it just goes to show that if you continue moving, at an older age it doesn't matter like age as long as you're moving you can be young at heart like young in the mind and you can accomplish so many things i think that's the the biggest message that we can come away from this is just keep moving throughout your life hey mm. keep moving throughout Whoa. your life wow imagine that <laughs> um but in crossfit specifically it is a real community based event Mm. At the heart of the CrossFit Open, this is meant to bring your communities together, and in a specific gym, it gives a great opportunity for the AM people and the PM people to kind of come together, and whether you do a Friday night lights or you do a Saturday morning showcase, everybody gets to, at one point in time, be together and cheer each other on and you really see the support system that you have in the gym and it's really special to see somebody who normally would come at a 6am class change their entire schedule for 3 weeks to come in the evening when they would never otherwise work out and be paired up with somebody either someone's counting scoring for them or they're doing the same for the other just that interaction and that camaraderie and like the support that you receive it's it's amazing it's my favorite this is my favorite time of the year, more so than Christmas, because it's all I can talk about. <laughs> it. I'm just obsessed with it. And, you know, I, I just I just love the spirit behind it. And there's always special moments from every year that stick with me. And I'm sure you feel the same way, though. Totally. Yeah, I I think uh, from
1: a fitness overall perspective, I think it's it's. Competitive, in the sense of the largest participated in competition in the world. I at one point there was over four hundred thousand people signed up to do the open around yeah. the world, um, which means all of these people are doing the same workout for three weeks, or it used to be five weeks in a row, um, which is a pretty huge feat in and of itself. To think that, hey, at any given event, I'm I'm not sure like. What what's a comparable um thing? Is maybe
0: like a marathon, like largest marathons? I mean, if we are comparing the participation worldwide into one single event, I don't know if there's anything that we could really compare it to. I guess we should, for anybody who's not in the CrossFit space, Colby, why don't you tell us exactly what the CrossFit Open is and what it serves as a purpose for Um, our community. Um, Yeah. So the open is a three
1: week competition style um, where CrossFit headquarters releases three different workouts on Thursdays and you have three days to complete that workout. Um, They also release um, modified versions, adaptive versions of those workouts too, in order to encourage as much participation as they possibly can you then have a couple of different ways to participate in this competition Uh, you can participate unaffiliated you could be not doing crossfit or, or know anybody at a crossfit gym and you can film all of your videos and upload them to this website and you could submit your scores you could also which is probably This next part is how 97% of everybody does it. 98% of everybody does it you can come into a CrossFit affiliate and you can participate in these workouts for the three weeks. Typically every gym is going to have some, just like you said, some uh, protocol for how they um, have their space do these workouts. Um, For us, it's going to be a Friday night lights, but also all day Friday in classes and Saturday. We're going to be doing these workouts anyways. So even if you can't make a Friday night, any of the times that you can be doing this, um, you could do it. Um, Then your score gets submitted and it gets put in uh, and it lives forever on the CrossFit database. The goal of this competition for the elite elite is to move on to the next stage, which I would say less than one percent of people are moving into that final stage, which is the CrossFit games. But this is the the widest funnel for all of us to do some sort of competition that's on the same level as everybody else. So we we are all competing, doing the same workouts as this the top, top people, which is a very also a very unique thing in our space. Nowhere else can you like go to a basketball tournament and you're playing like with LeBron James and you know, Joe Schmo from down yeah. the street. I didn't think about uh-huh. that. So th- there's a, a very cool, um, you know, similarity of like, oh man, I did the same workout that Matt Frazier did or that Justin Medeiros did or some somebody that we look up to as a professional athlete. You're like, I did that same workout. I might not have gotten the same score, but I did that same workout. Right. So that's kind of cool as well. Um, And so after the Open, Like in in our gyms, we each run a competition, and you get points for things, and you compete against each other inside the gym to win, you know, different prizes potentially or um, clout slash pride for your your team, um, which is separate from the CrossFit. But all of the affiliates, not all, but most of the affiliates like to have something like this, and just like you said, like it's super exciting. Like it's most exciting, more than more exciting than Christmas, which I don't know, but. Sure. Maybe for you. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I like Christmas.
0: (laughs) Well, you made a good point because actually I'm trying to think there is no other sport where there's this opportunity for literally anybody to participate and you are participating with the elites. Now there's a couple different levels. There's a a RX, which is going to be the The highest level of competition, then there's a scale, then now there's a foundations level. So literally anybody could do it. Like you could have a 20 year old, their parents, and their grandparents all competing. You know, you're at different standards, different weights, but you could be competing in the same division as the fittest people in the world. And there's no other sport that has anything like that. I was thinking, what in general, not even a sport, like the only thing I can even think of is like, Fantasy football, that's like something that so many people are participating in anywhere and doing that like worldwide. But as an actual sport, no, there's nothing like this at all. And that's one of the things I think makes it so special is that you can say, hey, I'm going to do this workout on Friday. And literally everybody in CrossFit all over the world
1: are doing this. Is also doing that. Yeah, that's a very, very unique thing. Yeah, it's really, really cool. I brought that up to somebody in class uh this week. I was like they're like why is this so special? Like why are, who else is doing this? And I was like literally Everyone. hundreds of thousands of people will be doing this workout Friday, Saturday or Sunday this. And Wednesday. that's just the and people, people who've like...
0: officially signed up. Like there's there's way more people who are doing CrossFit who officially don't sign up who are also doing this workout.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there's yeah, there's hundreds of thousands of people that are that are doing this just like you are. Uh, yeah. And they're like, "Wow, that's actually kind of cool." I'm like, "Yeah, it is kind of cool that we're all going to do the same workouts." Yeah.
0: That's awesome. So, we are having what we call Friday night lights in our gym. Um you kind of touched on our in-house competition the way that we put a little more stakes into it because the reality is, like you said, Um, only 10 to 25% of the population are going to move on to the next stage, which is called the quarterfinals. But we want to make this special to all of our members and a majority of our members don't care about moving on to any other stage just to kind of get them participating in this event is our main goal. So you created an intramural games, you call it and yep. you want to explain like how you break down you have some teams and maybe a couple yeah. uh highlight points of how people can earn points for teams and really at the end um what the the final outcome will be
1: yeah um so the the goal with this too is you could kind of think of this um as somebody signing up for a 5k or a half marathon and it's not that they haven't done a 5k or a half marathon before. Like if they're gonna run a 5K in a race, like they've probably run 5K before. But signing up for an event slash competition feels drastically different. Yeah. And for most like that is the idea for most people for us is like, hey, somebody who's maybe never been in a competitive format for something gets to experience for the first time what it's like to feel some competitiveness. Um you know I've never participated in sports. I've never been in competitions before. What does that feel like mm-hmm. and and how do I respond to it? So everybody gets placed on a team um we split into two different teams. We've got a red oxnard red team woo yep um and a movement black team um woo! <laughs> and uh <laughs> we you get points throughout the three weeks for different things and because Participation is is our um our focus. You get one point for doing the workout at any point during the weekend. You get a second point for doing that workout during Friday night lights. So incentivizes people to come to Friday night lights and participate. Then some other like highlights for points um, is you can get points for pring something. So a personal record in something will get you points for your team. So if you've done something or you do something that night or that day that you've never done before, you're contributing to your team. So you're not necessarily thinking, "Oh, I have to be the best person right. to get points. I have to just be better than myself yes. to get points." Oh, which I, is a really, I have
0: not explained it that way before. That's great.
1: Um, which yeah. is a really fun, you know, thought process of like. Yeah. I don't have to be the the best in the competition, but if I can be better than myself or like where I was yesterday, then I'm getting points or contributing to my team. Um, The top athletes in the RX division will also get some points as well. Um, They'll get five, four and three for both the male and the female side for that. Um, And then we also have some fun like side points as well. Um, Things like the most judgmental. So the person who judges the most people throughout the three weeks will get some extra points for their team. Uh, we have the rookie of the year. We'll get some extra points for the team. So it's the person who has never done it before, but signs up and we feel like they perform the best for their first year. We'll get some points for their team. And then the person that is, uh, exemplifies what we call the spirit of the open. Somebody who's, you know, constantly encouraging, helping clean up, help, uh, put things away, helping athletes, um, get through their competition, cheering for them, being positive. Um, they're going to get some points for their team too. So, and then there's some other ways like signing up for the games on the games.crossfit.com website. You can get some points for your team and then doing the judges course as well. The judges course is not a requirement, but it'll help you understand, Hey, how are some of the, um, how are some of the points performance or the requirements laid out and, and measured? Like,
0: Yeah. That's not something that
1: we, yeah, standards, it's not something that we typically talk about inside, uh, group classes, but it'll help explain some things when you see them in competition. And so doing that, we incentivize doing that judges course. So you can kind of understand a little bit better of a picture of like, why do we do this in this movement? Like, what are they asking for in that movement? Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how we do it. And then the, we'll tally up points over the course of the three weeks. We'll make an announcements every single week. We have raffle prizes that we give away every single week. Um, and then at the end of the three weeks, the big goal is to get a big banner with your name on it. Yes. Um, the winning team gets a pizza party. Just kidding. Um, They get a big banner with their name, all of the names, the coaches and all of the athletes, and it hangs on the wall forever in the gym. I'm sad to say that my name
0: is not on a stinking banner. He he has not yet been on the winning team, but this year I'm here (laughs) and we're on a team together. We're leading a team with who's the other coaches in our group?
1: um we have eric baldwin and nikki
0: oh yeah yeah done (laughs) so it's gonna be fun we're we're looking to um bring the red to um the winning side this year absolutely it needs to happen yeah gung-ho that's why i recruited jr to be on my team (laughs) you know like you made a really good point earlier when you talked about there are some people and we've (laughs) talked about this on previous episodes where there's a lot of folks in CrossFit who never were athletes, so yeah. they never, not only did they never play sports or anything physical like that on a team, but they also, I never thought about it, had been in a competition setting before, and this could be the very first time yeah. that they've ever been in a situation, and when you're doing the Open, you are doing a workout and someone is judging you they're literally standing next to you just like you would see on tv and they're counting every rep and if you don't hit the standard then they will no rep you if you keep doing it and it is though they are doing the same basically the same thing they're just coming to work out right but when you put people in a situation a competition style things change folks it's not the same like you have this anxiety, this butterflies in your stomach, you get nervous and it is, it is such a, for me, I, I really do love that. I think that I tend to do better in a format like that, where there's a lot of people yelling and cheering versus just like if I'm doing it, you know, in a class, but I never thought about for some people, this is going to be their first experience ever being in some kind of competition, quote unquote I have air quotes here, um, because it is just for fun. Like, you know, like it's a low stakes yeah. all for fun. It's about being supportive, but it's introducing In, something that yeah. they've never done. And they're going to find out a lot about themselves, um, during these three weeks. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day
1: for, again, for all of us who enter into competitions, it is for fun. It, like it, it the end be goal fun. is fun. Um, we talk about this in an old episode too, is like, man, how do I stick to something? And it's gotta be, fun. I'll be like fun. That's one of the biggest ways is it's gotta be fun. Um, so if, if I'm entering into something and I, and it stops being fun, like it's, it's not worth it. Like we want to, do something like this. Maybe it's a little bit nerve wracking. Maybe it's a little bit, but the end goal is like, Hey, we walked out of there and I was like, Whoa, that was fun. Like I got right. my heart rate up or like, I was yeah. nervous about it. And like, I want to have fun. Like it's not to get down on ourselves and think, Oh my gosh, I did so poorly. I didn't like, I could have done better. So-and-so beat me. Like, it's not about any of that. It's like, Hey, I want to, I want to I wanna have fun in this
0: competition. Right. I'm going to keep uh, that in mind during my, my three weeks sure i mean you could still make it miserable like go as hard as you
1: possibly can get nervous like do your best but also like you get we gotta have fun you gotta have fun because because you know the only i think in my opinion the only person that shouldn't necessarily be thinking is this fun or not is um somebody whose livelihood depends on it and if they're trying to win money then like it it becomes sure they, they can have fun, but it comes becomes like less fun. It's like, hey, it's my job. I have to do well. I need to do right. well. Everything needs to come together so that this culminates in me winning money so I can provide for my family. At that point, you're like, go for it. Like, rip your hands, you know, hurt yourself, do your back, whatever you need to do to provide. Yourself. Yeah, still don't hurt yourself. But whatever you gotta do to provide for your family, like provide for your family.
0: So everybody else it's like, have fun. Yeah. Okay, so in thinking of past Opens, is there a specific memory that you have that just kind of jumps out at you as a, a special memory? Yeah,
1: man. Um, for whatever reason, the special memories are always with um, being inspired by older athletes. Um, I I remember... Helping um, a, a gal, I used to work at a gym in Malibu, CrossFit Malibu, Lori Nelson, um, she was in a 60 plus category and she made it to the games in like 2012, I believe. Um, and I helped her go through um, the quarterfinals, age group quarterfinals at, at um, for a couple of years and watching some of the things that she could do and strategizing with her in her 60s was just literally you can't forget it. And it was so much fun and so super cool. And like on that same page, my mom got into it in her late to mid fifties. Yeah. And during the open, even though she's not here with me, um, I'm Mm -hmm. in California, she's in Arizona, getting to talk strategy every single week with my mom and like have her like test and review or like she did a workout and said, Hey, this is how I felt. This is what was going on. And we made a plan to like redo some things um, and have them like, see what was their best. It's, it was super, super inspiring and extremely memorable. Like I can't forget that stuff because it's like, it doesn't matter if you're 21 or 55 or 65, like, You can still do a lot of this stuff and like it's a it's a mindset. It's a lifestyle like, hey, if I'm going to be competitive and having fun and active at 21, like I can do that at 55. I can do that at 65. I don't have to say now I'm frail and fragile and I can't do that anymore. So I was going to
0: actually ask if we were going to have a special guest appearance by your mom, because I think that would be so amazing to have your mom here and you guys do an open workout together. You need to schedule this.
1: I know. I, I wish she would come out. She is going to do the open. I wish she would come out for the open. Um, but maybe on, we on. have her. Maybe we have her out on the podcast. Um, yes. At some oh point God, yes. in the future, that'd be a fun episode too. We
0: have to do this. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great idea. Uh,
1: what about you? What? Give me something memorable. I know you've probably got dozens got of memorable
0: lot. stuff. Um, well, if I speaking to your point, working with somebody and seeing them progress is always going to be more satisfying than anything that I could ever do. Um, I know what I can do. I know my limits. And when I work with somebody else and they push past what they believe that they can do, but I've always known that they could do and seeing that kind of like moment where like, oh my gosh, like it's registering that I'm actually pretty good at something. I'm I'm actually making progress. And they kind of have a light bulb that goes off. And this particular person, her name is Lee Reyes. And during the, the open where we were coming back from COVID and, you know, we were allowed inside, but at that point we were supposed to be wearing masks and there were all these mandates. It was a really difficult year to try to come in. And when you are, you know, moving your engine as fast as you can go and you can barely breathe as it is, it it becomes almost impossible to be at your full capacity trying to wear a mask. But, you know, we're in California. We were trying to follow the rules and the guidelines. So um, this particular client I have been doing private lessons with for uh, a little while, they came in and they had done some lifting, but just she kind of just had – Had a natural ability to lift, and there was a sequence during that open, and I actually just saw it. I saw it in some program where we did the deadlift, deadlift, clean, 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 clean to jerk. Yep. She just kept PRing over and over again in like seven minutes, I think you got. And we, I have a mask on, and I'm judging her, and in the video. You can see me just jumping up and down because she just kept going and she kept hitting stuff. And so she was PRing like her power clean, her hang clean, her jerk. Add more weight. Go again. And I'm just like jumping up and down and her mask is like wet because she's breathing so heavy. She has a mask (laughs) on. I have a mask on. We're just jumping up and down. That's like it will appear in my in my memories on Facebook, I'm sure, in the next couple days. And it's the the best moment during the open that I've ever experienced. And it wasn't even I didn't do anything. I'm just there with her. And she's just showing like the spirit of of what this is about, about like, Oh my gosh, like I can do this. And that will always be probably the most special. I mean, when you make a connection with somebody that you're working with and they start to break through the barriers and like the the limitations their minds have given them. Yeah. So special. But I also will say like, personally, like for me, the first time I finished an open workout was probably my most special workout. My, my special open memory, and it was the workout where we had, I think it was in the 2019 open where we had the, the 100 wall balls, 100 calories on the rower, 20 muscle mm. ups, something like that. Okay. And you could partition them any way you wanted. So everybody came out doing their own strategy based on what their strengths were. And that was the first open workout where I finished and Oh, nice. Had I been set to a very specific order, I would not have been able to finish that. Like if they had asked me to do all the wall balls first, then all the calories and all the muscle ups wouldn't have been able to do it. But I jumped up and I did I think like 12 or 14 muscle ups in a row. And then Whoa. I would just do like 10 to 15 wall balls. When I got tired, I'd go to the rower and I'd do whatever calories, and my rest would be like one muscle up in between. And I was able to finish, finish that. that workout. Yeah. But like that's, I always love those special PR moments from other people.
1: That's the best. Um, I want, I think, last thing, I want to know some special moments from, from you is there any other that that was one of them is there anything else that sticks out to you for from your experience or your doing of the open like how many how many years have you done it hmm. um do you have any other memories from yourself that you're like oh man that was i do remember that was miserable or that was fun
0: uh i've been doing this i think this is my 7th maybe my 8th have the look okay My, i think it's my 7th open that i will be participating in and Just recently, we've been redoing workouts that, you know, it's sparking memories and I tend to do better. The more times I do a workout, obviously I'm going to do better at it. Um, even if we're doing this in the three day span, if I do a workout and you know, like I should mention that I tend to work out at between 10 AM and 1 PM every day. That's when I like to work out. That's when I feel like I'm at my best. But when we do Friday night lights as coaches, we're you know, we're going in and we're participating in the open. We usually will do like a coach's heat and it's at not the most optimum time for myself because I just mm-hmm. don't like working out at nights. Yeah. Um, so if I'm working out at five thirty or six, I'm at a disadvantage already because I'm already very, very tired. I've always been up since four thirty yeah. or five because I work early. So it's really tough for me Um, and I will usually end up having to do the workout later on in the weekend and I will always do much better because if I can know where the pain's coming, I can decompartmentalize it. Um, but they all hurt. And I don't, I can't really think of any that I specifically remember just was miserable. Um, I tend to black out a little bit and drool a lot. So you're going to see, you're <laughs> going to see, some video you're you. going to see, you know, cause we've not done this together yet. Um, how I go to a different <laughs> place, <laughs> but um, no, I mean, I have like Memories, like I've always done a lot of videoing and pictures, and every year something comes up, and I have no recollection of that moment in time, like I don't remember like there's this one funny picture of one of my friends from the other gym who would always judge me, and I have my hands on my knees, and i'm I kind of crouched over, and I just look like I'm about to die, and her arms are up in the air, like, what are you doing, and someone took a picture, and it's like you know that's that's the open for it's a me good moment yeah, yeah um I I distinctly remember my
1: first open workout was in 2012. It was the seven minutes of burpees. Um that that really sucked, but I had just started CrossFit probably like a couple months ago, and I was like, Oh, I feel I feel good about this. Like I could probably be pretty good at this. And then I think the next workout had like snatches and burpees in it. Mm -hmm. And it was like 30 snatches at 95 pounds, 30 burpees, 20 snatches at 135, 20 burpees, 10 snatches at 155, 10 burpees, like something like that. And I did like the 30 snatches at 95 pounds and the 30 burpees like super fast. Right. And it was like a 13 minute cap and I couldn't do a single snatch at 135. Right. Same. Um, and I, that was like my my first experience of like, Wait, what? Like I I like I just went I did that in two minutes and then I had I can't move on. Like I couldn't do anything. That was my yeah. first experience of like, oh not only do you have to be like good cardio wise, but you also have to have build skills, you also have yep. to build strength in right. order to do well in these endeavors. Yes. Um so that was a really fun um memory for me. I I also remember being competitive at some point and in 2000, like uh, around the 15, 16 range, I ended up placing like three 310th or like 290 something in the Southern California region, which was like my best placing that I've ever um, placed. I I was like super proud of that, but that was also a tipping point or a turning point for me to be like, "Hey, I, I should." not take this so seriously
0: and i should have more fun with it um it's easy to get wrapped up in it and then as a competitive person especially someone who's done sports before we get in that mindset of how maybe we were when we competed and it it can turn into something that becomes not so fun very quickly if you don't if you don't have the right folks around you to support you if you don't have people to kind of just ground you and i'm that person like i I always want to do the very best. So I get disappointed in myself if I don't do well. And, you know, I, I always have to stop for a moment because if I had an athlete that acted that way, I would have to remind them, listen, like you're, you're improving, you're doing a good job. That's what matters versus how I have almost unrealistic. I don't want to say unrealistic expectations. I just always think that I've done better. Yeah.
1: Super high expectations. Yeah. Cool.
0: Love uh, it. Whoo. Excited. pumped up. Yeah.
1: I'll have to remind you that this is for fun, JR.
0: you You're going to have to like right before we go, you're going to have to look over at me, at me or in the middle of a workout when you see my dead face. <laughs> and like, this is like, supposed to be for fun. Smile. Smile. Um, <laughs> okay. So before we leave, you I know that you've been waiting for your prediction. Do you have a prediction for this? work i don't i don't have a prediction i've i've been trying to like look as as much
1: um other people as we possibly can but my prediction is going to be extremely simple um i have a feeling it's going to be like burpees and step ups that's my prediction and it's going to be i I think maybe a like an ascending ladder or even a, a a burpee and a get over um something like a get over on a box where you don't necessarily have to jump on the box. You can get over the box however you'd like. Um, That's, that's going to be my prediction. I'm thinking like 12, 12 to 14 minutes. Um, I think it's going to be an AMRAP style. um, And I think it's going to be set reps. I don't think it's going to be ascending or descending. I think it'll be set reps.
0: Okay. My guess was, if I'm remembering correctly, I think I put, Twenty-seven, twenty-one, 15, nine, 6 of burpee box jump overs and after every round of burpee box jump overs it's 10 50 foot shuttle runs wow very similar time cap okay yeah i mean i think i want that that's what i want to happen <laughs> but you know i i feel like that's actually that's that's probably a little too intricate intricate for the first workout it's probably going to be even simpler than that what was the first workout last year do you remember
1: i don't remember 2023 we just did it too and i don't remember what it was i think it maybe was a repeat last year
0: okay well um regardless we're gonna end up doing it it's gonna be fun i'm gonna smile it Um, It's going to be really great. And then we're going to do a coach's heat. So uh, it'll be a great opportunity for the members to see all the coaches die because we're so used to, they're so used to just seeing us in the gym leading. And it's a good opportunity for them to judge us and kind of give us a little hell. It's going to be fun. Yep. All right. So remember,
1: we'll see you on Thursday. I'm sorry? We'll see you on Thursday.
0: Yeah. So we are Thursday morning, Thursday night. Thursday morning, so happy Thursday morning, everybody. Tonight, we will be releasing our second podcast. Um, our first guest is Vince Pavia, and he will be kind of breaking down the workout with us. It will have been in, introduced to the world by then, and we're going to give you guys strategies on how to approach this. I'm sure you know the way that you will look at approaching it may be different than how Vince yeah. will uh, approach it. And then we're just going to break it down and hopefully it'll give everybody some tips on how to be the most successful, but also just like maybe alleviate any kind of butterflies or nerves they have about it. For sure. Yeah. All right. tonight, everybody have a great day and we will talk to you later. Bye-bye. Go <laughs> again 3 Time. 1 five. Five.